0: Did you hear Hibbley Horror Stories is doing an episode all about UFOs and aliens? They'll probably stop in two weeks. You're probably right. You are listening to HHS UF Only, a Hibbley Horror Stories bonus episode.
1: Hey, guys, and welcome to episode 13 of UF Only. 13. Whoop, whoop. Lucky number 13. Tracy, today's story involves the Portuguese Air Force.
0: All right. Don't know a thing about it.
1: Well, oddly enough, I know very little about the Portuguese Air Force myself. (laughs) So let's go to September 4th, 1957. There was a squadron of F-84 Thunder Jets that belonged to the Portuguese Air Force. It was nighttime, and they were gonna go, the planes were gonna go airborne for a routine navigational practice mission.
0: All right, sounds cool so far.
1: That's when they had a 40-minute encounter with an unidentified flying object. Hmm. Huh. So it was, a, it was a very cool night, and it was a very bright full moon, so visibility was excellent. This mission consisted of four pilots. There were Sergeants Alberto Covas, Manuel Marcelino, Salvador Oliveira, and Captain Joe Ferreira. It took a while to get all those down. (laughs) The crew reached Granada. This was about 8 o'clock. The mission was designed to change course and head to... Uh, Port Allegra at that point this is though when Captain Ferreira noticed an unusual light emanating from just above the horizon to the left of his jet plane the pilot to the captain's right notified the, notified the captain that he was seeing something that he didn't exactly know exactly what it was but it was the exact same thing that the lieutenant was seeing
0: okay that's good Have a backup?
1: Yes, it's always good to have a backup. So then the captain notified the other captains that they were seeing the same thing, the other two captains. So now you got four people who've all now said, hey, we're all seeing the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. What was strange here is that the object looked like a star, except for the nucleus. Right in the middle, it was changing colors. It would change from green to blue to yellow, and then to many different shades of red. The entire object, though, shined bright. Even when it was colors, it was still bright. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, the object grew to five or six times its original size. Dig on, it man! just, like, blew up. This confirmed what the pilots already were thinking, that this was not a star or a plane or a balloon. This was something they had never seen before. Then it shrunk down to a small yellowish light, That was just a fraction of its original size when they saw it. The object then continued to swell and shrink, swell and shrink. So the pilots, they really couldn't determine whether this was a fluctuation of its size or whether it was coming toward them really quick and then jetting back really quick, which made it look like it was getting bigger and smaller. At 8.38 p.m., the squadron dropped their initial planned mission and they decided to pursue this ufo the planes adjusted their course several different times but no no matter what they did this object always remained 90 degrees to their left flank so it didn't matter what they did it just it was like it knew what they were going to do right At this point, it was obvious that this thing wasn't stationary. It actually was moving, where if it was like a star or something, it would have just been sitting there. Yeah,
0: sitting there not doing anything. But it's
1: following them and staying the same, you know, way. So now that they've determined that this thing is is not stationary, they try to really pick up the speed and try to close the gap on it, which they were able to do a little bit. When they were above it, they got to the point where they were above it and looked down, they could see that it was shaped like a bean, they said, they said if you had held a bean out in your hand at arm's length mm-hmm. and just looked at it that way, that's what it looked like.
0: Oh, like a kidney bean, you mean, yes. or something like that?
1: Yeah, like a curved bean. Okay. They said it was red in color from this view, but there was a yellow beam of light that was sh- shining from it. Just to the right, though, from up above looking, just to the right of the craft there were three smaller circles of light. Ooh. And they said it was about a a, a a 10 to 15th the size of the original craft. As the planes and the objects closed in on the town, I think this says, Coruver. I'm not sure. I don't know my Portuguese. The large object made a sudden turn and then the little smaller circles followed shortly after. So these apparently were several crafts, even though initially it looked like one. The light passed below and behind the jets and then disappeared into the night. The rest of the flight was pretty much uneventful. The squadron landed without any kind of other incidents and there was no attempt by the Portuguese authorities to ridicule their Air Force or to criticize them and say, you're crazy. You're crazy. But there was never an answer to what they saw.
0: That's amazing. It was just little ducklings following their mama home.
1: <laughs> and it's it's in all kidding aside. That's kind of what it sounds. like.
0: Yeah. Wow. But anyway. I mean, that's pretty impressive, really, to just be there and then just not be there.
1: I don't understand how they were. Initially, whenever they moved, this thing they said would con- consistently stay 90 degrees to the right flank. I don't understand how they got to the point where they were able to make up ground on it and to go over top of it. Yeah,
0: that's kind of weird it that they made like get the, on top of it. It seemed
1: like the, the craft was making sure they couldn't do anything mm-hmm. like that. Like it was protecting itself to make sure, you know, it yeah. couldn't get any closer than what it was. Sneaky. Anyways, I thought it was a cool little story. And then I love these stories from like the 1950s and stuff yeah. because... There's just, you know, I've been watching uh, American Horror Story. And this season, if you haven't seen it, it's in two parts. The first part's about vampires up in Cape Cod. And then the second part is actually really cool because it's all done in black and white. Well, most of it's black and white. But it goes back to when Eisenhower... Now, supposedly this is true for all intents and purposes. But the story, if you listen to ufologists and stuff... They say that Eisenhower actually had a treaty with, went and saw aliens and he met with them and formed a treaty. That's a lot of people believe that. And that's kind of how we got a lot of the modern technology. Mm-hmm. Cause it said that the first, I don't know, 10,000 years, I think it was, there was like literally hardly any technology, technological advances. And then all of a sudden in like 50 years, we blew away anything. hmm. And so some people think that maybe that was done through uh, technology we got from aliens. But there's a lot of people, if you look that up, that think that Eisenhower actually did that. Well, this this whole second half of the season is based on that. It's based on Eisenhower meeting with the aliens. And it, it has some stretches. Like it has Mamie Eisenhower actually being taken over by aliens and a lot of the stuff that she did. It's got Richard Nixon and all them knowing exactly what was going on with these aliens mating with the human species and all that. And that's why all of it was secret. It's really cool the way they've done it. Matter of fact, they, they say in this, that that's what happened to Amelia Earhart. She was abducted by aliens and then brought back and then they kept it all secret and hush hush. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I thought it was pretty cool. What
0: an amazing thing to be a part of that. It would be. I mean, golly, when he became president, he didn't realize what the heck. No, and
1: like I said, if that didn't happen, and then, of course, there's the old story with Richard Nixon about him being really good friends with Jackie Gleason and taking him and showing him aliens at one of the Air Force crafts, and Jackie Gleason apparently went home petrified and told his wife about it, and he never spoke anything else really of it to anybody, but his wife, when she wrote her autobiography, she mentioned that that's what happened he went and saw something and it scared him and changed his entire life
0: oh, what gosh. he saw in that wow. airport hangar so i didn't mm. realize that part
1: who knows all right guys thank you so much maybe in that's the,
0: why she he keeps saying
1: to the moon to now. the moon now yeah <laughs> to the
0: moon yeah could be
1: i think that was after the honeymooner day so this was probably oh, oh. yeah this would have been what early 70s maybe yeah i can't remember when nixon was completely out but. yeah true Closer to clo- uh, Smokey and Abandoned Days. So he <laughs> might have been closer to, I'm going to punch your mother in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye,
0: guys.